Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Six minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful. Beautiful Wednesday morning here in Lanajia, my wonderful beloved listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. My beloved engineer, this morning from now to 12 ish will be none other than the one and only handsome Haji. Suleiman Esop. He says, Subhanallah. Subhanallah. He's my engineer from now till 12-ish. I want to welcome you, of course. Uh, uh, yesterday, there were so many listeners telling me, Mulan, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm watching. We're always listening to you. I had Australia, brother Shanawaz from Australia. He was listening to the program. We had so many listeners yesterday. So that's why I always, whenever I start my program or my show, I always tell the listeners, are you there? Are you in? Just send me a message and tell me, Molana, we are listening to you on this beautiful Wednesday morning, our program, The Bliss of Marriage. The 25th of Jumad al-Ukhra 1444, which is also the 18th of Jan 2023. I don't know why, Haji Suleiman. I'm still thinking that we are in the year 2022. I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we are in the year 2023. Uh, let's welcome the listeners, of course, uh, of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal, and um, Hafiz Yusuf As. Uh, a smile and the company. Let's welcome the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084 786 3132. 084 84786-3132. Yes, uh, you can s- start uh, to send your questions in. Our beloved, honorable, respected Fabila Tulustad will be uh, just entering now the studio. Our respected, honorable Fabila Tulustad. I see um, many listeners were telling me, Marana Muftisab was on fire this morning on the QA. <laughs> Subhanallah, I actually said Takbir. <laughs> Subhanallah. Ustad, it's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan. Let's start uh Lanesha Ustad. The sister wants to know uh, is arranged marriage halal? Ustad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We welcome the listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Al-Usunnah al-Jama'ah. Today is the 25th of Jumad al-Akhirah, 1444. In Islam, a marriage supposed to be arranged what do we mean by an arranged marriage? That somebody comes and proposes for my daughter, my sister, my niece, and then there will be mashura consultation. And if we are happy with the boy that he belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, not a Shia and a Qadiani or Agakhani, non-Muslim, and that person is good character, good piety, and good income, meaning a halal income, and so forth and so on. The ages are also compatible. And if you want, they can make istikhara and so forth. 
and then you give the answer yes and then you get married as soon as possible so that is what Islam will call the arranged marriage so that is 100% not only permissible that's 100% encouraged in Islam in Islam the girl must be happy the who's going to be the bride her father biological father must give permission and thereafter the boy and his family also should be happy if he wants through barakah and blessings in his life and then perform the nikah as soon as possible this business of delaying the nikah for six months and one year all that is haram in islam mm. because in that period now they will sms they will whatsapp emails flying to the females and you will find sometime they meeting and smooching and courting and dating all that absolutely haram they are total strangers to one another in our modern society today South Africa Africa African Arab world Muslim world 70-80% after the engagement then they think it's like a license for them to smooch and date and court and all that all haram all this and Allah's curse is on both parties and on the parents as well mm. for allowing all these haram activities to carry on under their nose and Quran Karim teaches us chapter 66 verse 6 O oh, you who believe save yourself and your children your progeny from the fire so that is what Islam is teaching us I see the student of Deen says that uh, can a woman propose to a man my mommy wants us to propose to somebody but she says it is permissible her sheikh told her that but the student of Deen says no move this up I don't want that to happen who's that remember if you are asking is it permissible or not that from the girl's side they propose so 100% is permissible the Quran Sharif speaks of it Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam you must remember when he went there from Madian he landed up in Madian from Egypt and then he didn't know anybody he required boarding and lodging so what happened so you find that he cried to all Allah Jalla Wala Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer oh almighty Allah Jalla Wala whatever goodness you are sending down please send down for me also lo and behold when he entered Madian then there were two honorable ladies filled with haya shame modesty they were standing one side he asked them what's wrong they said our father is Sheikhun Kabir and we don't have brothers so he went in that intense heat filled their buckets up everything they went home early and then remember this one sister was sent back so all this you want to see chapter number 28 surah qasas and verses number 24 right up to number 28 so chapter 28 and verses 24 right up to verse 28 so i'll just summarize it for you so the daughters went home the father nabi shuaib according to the mufassirin majority of the commentators said it was nabi shuaib daughter he sent one of them back how did she walk her gate g-a-i-t she came walking with so much shame and haya and bashfully and she said my father is calling you so imagine that then when they went they said ya oh father ya abatis ta'jirhu that you should employ him because he is such an honorable person and very very honest and very very strong and so forth see they said the daughter said employ him the father what he said the proposal is coming from the girl side the father Nabi Shuaib salam, said that is small thing that let's look for bigger issues inni uridu an unki haka I want you Nabi Musa salam, these are my two daughters you marry one of them mm. lo and behold he married Sayyida Safura radiallahu anha and then he told him you should stay for eight years minimum and if you stay there for ten years then it's all the better he stayed there for 10 years 
So see, the proposal came from who? From the girl's side. And these are not ordinary mortals and people. These are the best of the best Ambiya prophets and messengers selected by Almighty Allah and not elected by people. When you have elections, you can see all the drama and circus going on in South Africa and other countries and so forth. You take Nabi, you take Azad, not Nabi, you take Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and so remember, he went to Sayyidina Abu Bakr and said, oh, marry my daughter, Sayyidina Hafsa. So he said, no, I will think about it. He made excuse. He went to Sayyidina Usman radiallahu and this is Sayyidina Umar, and he also made some excuse. So he was upset, Sayyidina Umar. Then remember that Mustafa Habibuna proposal came. She married Mustafa she's from the Aswaji Mutaharad, the Alul Bayt. Then he said, Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Usman told him, see, we know, Sayyidina Umar, you are upset, but we heard that Nabi Salam was going to propose and so forth, so therefore we held back. So again, who went? Sayyidina Umar went from the girl's side, the lady's side, so therefore we must remember that shouldn't have been so what your mother wants so now she wants you must propose so remember that that is totally permissible now your issue you say no we don't want to allow it and so forth and so on so why you don't want to allow it you must have a valid reason you can't just say no he can't take the place of our father or this and so forth and so on that is being selfish you must remember that your mother wants a companion she doesn't doesn't want to get involved in haram activities so it's totally permissible and you one of the family members the man her brother her uncle her father if the father is alive just give permission and she can marry even if her own children don't give permission so remember that is the fatwa on that issue the verdict on that issue subhanallah subhanallah i see the listeners in kimberley are saying we're waiting for mufti sabustad when you're going to kimberley on zvach for your start we come to the holy city that is not h-o-l-y it's h-o-l-e it's a big hole there and remember we went there many times the last time i was in kimberley i remember very very well it was the beginning of 2018 and we met Molana Gina there, Molana Muhammad Gina. He took us to his museum. And then on our way back, we came to Warrington. We had a program there also. Kimberley, we had programs. Molana Abubakar Nanabai was alive. Allah grant him Jannat al-Firdaus. So anyway, so now we will see, inshallah, you phone me, contact me. And then we will see according to our schedule that how things work out. So many people invite from different parts of the South Africa and other countries also. Yesterday a person said, please give me permission. I want to book your ticket for UK and all that. I told him I no more travel overseas now. Bye. <laughs> retired and retired now. So now, so, alhamdulillah, rabbi, rabbil alameen. Hada min faldi rabbi, hada rahmatum rabbi. Local as local start. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody says, I want to get married. For but my mom don't want to give her blessings, and the Molana here by me said I should wait till she is happy. Can I get married without her blessing, Ustad? Remember, if you are a male, you are the son, and you have your father, mother, both of them, or one of them. Then, from a verdict point of view, fatwa point of view, if you get married and you are a male, so and that lady who you want to marry, she's happy, she's a Muslima, her parents, her father, and I'm happy, your nikah will be valid. But will we advise that? No, we will not advise that. Why? We always will say that we must take the blessings and the duas and of our parents, then you will go far in life. Now, the issue we have to grapple with is this. You want to marry her. To me, the way the question seems, that the girl's party and her father, her mother, they are very happy. So why is your mother not happy? That is the question we have to ask. Because one side is Maimon, other side is Surti, other side is Gujarati, other side is Urdu. Is that the problem? 
Oh, is there a problem that she says, no, Dad, I don't like this family here because you must remember in the past we had one big argument. So if it is for personal reasons, then the mother is totally wrong and remember that get some family member to explain to her and so forth. But if the mother's concerns are this, that this girl you want to marry, she went to university and here and there and so forth and remember she is not the woman that she wants you must marry because you must remember we don't say all but we will say majority of the ladies in there who went university and so forth either they lose their haya their shame their modesty or either sometimes they lose their virginity sometimes they lose the iman also how many incidents we know so that losing the haya is also a very big thing I just read for you the ayat chapter 28 surah qasas and verse 25 how Allah Ta'ala praises Sayyida Safura she walked her gate was so filled with haya and modesty and shame and so forth so if the mother has shari'i reasons that are valid according to sharia then my advice to you son brother rather call it off wife you can find many mother you will only have one so don't break a heart that is my advice I gave you both sides of the scenario it's a sister Ustad <laughs> sending that message and uh, it's a sister then remember sister if your mother your father are not happy then you can't get married remember that especially <laughs> if your father is not giving permission then it's not permissible for you to get married he habibuna mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alaihi authentic hadith la nikaha illa biwaliyin nikah is not permissible how you say la ilaha there's absolutely no deity, none worthy of worship, illallah, mm. except Almighty Allah, Jalla Then we say Muhammadur Rasulullah, Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, will always be the last and final messenger. So, la nikah illa There's no nikah. It's not valid. So, Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahimahullah, in his Fatwa Kitab, Imdadul Muftin, has mentioned this also, that the Hanafi fatwa also is that so you must remember when a lady is akila baliga and she marries in ghirkuf someone not compatible suitable to her then remember that that nikah is batil is null and void mm. and that is the fatwa we issue as well and I'm giving you the reference that Azad Mufti Shafi Sahib wrote in his Imdadul Muftin so that is ijma according to Hanafi Shafi'i Maliki your nikah is null and void then so just forget it sister, bad choice, write it off and cry to Allah Ya Allah, give me na'mal badal someone better, remember sister, husband you can find but mother, father you only have one set of parents don't break their heart and they know what is best for you that is what Islam is teaching us I see the sister says here, what is Mufti Sab's view, opinion on hijab, niqab uh, in the sharia and for are we allowed to work as sisters who start remember there is no such thing in Islam what is your opinion and what is your view and thus so remember Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to say Iyaka wa ashab rai abstain and stay far from these people who want to come give their own opinions and their own views for innahum a'da'uddin a'da'ullah they are the enemies of Allah enemies of Islam and so forth so there's no such thing like that once you say Islam then it means we are submitting, surrendering, lovingly, willingly, sincerely to Almighty Allah Jalla to Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Sallam, the Quran Sharif, the Sunnah Mubarakah, and Quran teaches us chapter 9, verse number 100, you must follow the first and foremost Sahaba, the Khulafa, and other eminent illustrious Sahaba and companion, and chapter 31, verse 15 teaches us follow those people who turn to me so the awliyaullah the four schools of thought all that will be included in this so let's give you the ruling so chapter 33 surah ahzab verse 59 all Allah teaches us 
Tell your honorable wives. Remember the wives of Nabi Ali Salam are the first and foremost of the Ahlul Bayt, the household of Nabi Ali Salam. Wabanatik and your four daughters, you inform them. And the believing men, their women, so our wives, our mothers, daughters, sisters, that they must draw close to themselves the jilbab. Abdullah ibn Abbas who was Raisul Mufassirin and Sahaba say this means covering the head, covering the face, all is compulsory and wajib. And if you want, you must remember an academic discussion on this. Our Honorable Ustad, Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, Rahimahullah. So, mashallah, how many times you used to sit in his lessons and so forth. Oh, Ustad, mashallah, he gave me so many books also. Allah grant him the highest stages in Jannah. Firdos is buried in Istanbul, Turkey. So remember that in there you will find that in Rawai Ulbayan Fi Ahkamil Quran, there's a whole fatwa and verdict he wrote Bid'a to Kashfil Wajhi. It is Bid'a and Haram for a lady to go and expose her face in front of all and sundry and stay her in front of the strange men and so forth. So write down chapter 33, verse 59. Second verse for the issue of hijab, niqab, all these issues. So go open chapter 24, Surah Nur. Our mother Siddiqa to bin to Siddiq, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, Siddiqi Ladli, Siddiqi Beti, Sayyidah Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anha's beloved daughter, that she used to say, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, Allimu nisa'akum Surah Nur. Teach them Surah Nur. We busy with it this week, Saturday, inshallah, Aziz will complete the surah in the morning tafsir that we have you know just after 20 past 4 or so so all with the mercy of all Allah, so chapter 24 surah nur and verse verse number 31 go read there what all Allah says in front of whom can you expose your beauty and so forth so according to all four schools it's compulsory for a woman to cover her hair and cover her face and all that when she is in the presence of women, we're not here to carry favor with any person, any organization, politician or government. For women to go and work and so forth, all haram all that. The income also is haram and the work also is haram. Quran Karim states, وَقَرْنَ فِي A woman's place is at home. Surah 33 verse 3. So verse 30, Surah 33 verse 33. Surah 33 verse 33. So remember that Almighty Allah has made a system. Nabi Sallallahu expounded, elaborated on it. When our daughter is born, from the time she's born till marriage, all the expenses are by the father. He must be held responsible. When she's married till death, remember that it is the husband who must do everything. So Islam made a unique system from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the grave. Remember she's receiving receiving. She doesn't have to spend on the husband. She doesn't have to spend on the parents. She does so but it is not compulsory. It's a good gesture and a good generous gesture on her part but not compulsory. So therefore today, which our women today they look for every loophole does this and all these kind of things. So you must see Taliban. See I give you a lesson. So Taliban, Afghanistan they said, they told the world you'll go to hell. You don't come and tell us what we must do and so forth. They gave the Americans and 47 other countries, 48 countries, the, such a threshing they gave them that remembered the worst defeat for America in its history according to Trump. Now, remember the Western media crucifying them that they say the woman can't go to school and university and so forth. When you practice, nobody is against women's education. Mm. Go and study via, remember, via correspondence and so forth. Every day go to job. Every day you're in front of the men. Every day you got different uniform to wear. And the, Since when all that is jais? Half the time you'll compromise your salat, you'll compromise your haya, your shame, modesty. So all the issues, you don't see what's going on in the world today, sexual harassment and mm. so forth, the rape on 
from there that policemen there in Britain, 800 of them investigated yesterday. So remember, they raping the woman. So what else is left then? So because you must have, we threw the parda and all that our system out. By and large, you look at the Arab countries, you take Saudi Arabia, crazy fatwa, not worth the paper on which is written, mm. that they wrote there that any woman can go now for Umrah without a mahram, Hajj time, they can go for Hajj. So all this is bootlicking of Israel, America, Europe, and the West. Nothing to do with Sharia. So we must be clear on these issues here. That Islam said, say Mustafa sallallahu told Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha, everything inside the house, you must be responsible. Told Sayyida Ali radiallahu anha, everything outside, you must be responsible. Our roles are different, but we both are so important, and the Amir and the captain of the family will be the husband, the father. So that is what Islam teaches. Hmm. Listen to this question, Ustad. Uh, Mayfair, it says, Sahabia were not uh, reprimanded the way Mufti AK goes on. That's why in today's times and law, we have women's right because of men like you, Ustad. Yes, you must remember because you are intimidated and apologetic because of that. Sayyidina Omar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and them, who reprimand the Sahabiyat when they came outside. <laughs> Abdullah and Masood and them, if women were coming for Jumma Salat, they would take pebbles and stones and throw, so go back to your house. So you don't know anything about Islam, sister. Your, your name is Maryam, but you think like Mary, like the Kuffar thinking. That's <laughs> the problem today. Bilal things like Bali and this type of things here. Yeah. So we are here to defend the Sharia. We are not here that you must come and you know, that we must bootlick people and so forth. We're not here for that. So you like it? Fine. You don't like it? It's not our business that we are here to teach you the Sharia. Somebody says, Ustad, what is the best nikah and walima to make if my son was married nine months ago and he wants to marry a girl who was not? Her parents gave their blessings. They know each other for three months, Ustad. I'm still not clear with this question here. What's the question that your son wants to marry? What, something about nine months, what? He says, what is the best nikah and walima to make if my son was married? And it says nine months ago and he wants to marry a girl who was not. So you must remember what, he wants to take a second wife or what? So the, so if he wants to make walima and all that after nine months, there's no walima after nine months and nine weeks and all that. If you're speaking about he wants to take a second wife after nine months and that he's got his first wife, it's not permissible for him. He can't do justice with one wife, now he wants to take second wife and so forth. Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 4, verse number 3, for in khiftum Allah ta'adilu fawahida. Islam allowed that you take two, three, four wives, but the biggest condition is justice. And you can see yourself, you can't even do justice with one wife. In nine months, you're fed up already and you want to marry another one. Yes, that's a valid question. That which is the best nikah? Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna a'adaman nikahi baraka aysaruhu ma'una That the best nikah is the one where the least expenditure is a ganuku. That uh, used and you use a minimum amount of money and so forth, minimum expenses. So that's well. Today we want to have nikah. We want to have in the best hotel, in the best ICC and, you know, international convention center. And we want to have here and there. So this is not Islam. This is all Riyah and Wasum'ah. Just to show off and impress people 90% of the time. We speak your majority. One, two exceptions you can make. But generally, that is is what it is. So Islam said that A'alinun nikah, announce the nikah. It no private nikah business. Waj'aluhu fil masajid, perform the nikah in the masjid and perform the nikah immediately, meaning as soon as possible. Ya ma'ashara shabab manistata amin kumul ba'ata faliyatazawwaj. That remember this, that whosoever is from you, the youth, then get married as soon as possible. Why? Fa'inna 
Remember that we are going. So this thing for inna basar. So it to lower the gaze and protect the private part. So that is what Islam says. Islam gave everybody the rights 1400 years ago. We don't wait for the kuffar and the West to speak about rights. <laughs> what rights they give? So they allow abortion. So you must remember that is murder, but they allow it. Prostitution in divorce. You go now. The Switzerland, there at the call centers and all the uh, escort agencies, all the prostitutes are full, 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 full. Go see their own media. So that is what they got there. Yeah. So therefore, Islam promotes that we lead a pure and a chaste life. 25 minutes to 12. We'll go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. 23 minutes uh, to 12. Uh, see, a listener says here, Ustad, that uh, dear Honorable Mufti Sahab, we are very, very happy. We heard Mufti Sahab is coming for Jumu'ah this week, I think so, uh, to Siratul Jannah in Evans Park. Uh, my husband says that he would love to come and meet Mufti Sahab. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let me give you the sequence of events. Then you will understand what happened. There's a brother there, Ridwan Gangat, and he's one of the officials there. You know, he's a Hajj agent. So he contacted me Monday to say that they want to invite me. And actually, I was very surprised. So I said, yes, fine. And if you want, I'm available this week also. So fine. So he accepted. And I said, I'm okay. I'm available. Then they made a nice poster and so forth. Yesterday, he sent, he contacted me again to ask me my spelling and so forth of the name. They don't want to make a mistake and so forth. So uh, this morning, I, I received it yesterday afternoon, I think. <laughs> so anyway, yesterday sometime. Then I said, Wednesday, I'll send it out, you know, because now I'm tired also. So this morning, I sent it out and so forth. Then Ridwan Gangat and them phoned me, and Ridwan says that, no, they made a double booking, and there's some other alim and so forth. So I told him, but I already sent it out and all this. He said, no, it's a mistake. I told him, well, Ridwan Gangat, let me make this very clear to you, that what you are doing is un-Islamic, is unethical, <laughs> and it's, it's a sign of incompetence on your part, because he says that another another official there made arrangements with another alim before that and so forth. I said, that's your people's problem. It's not my problem, mm-hmm. all that. And I sent it out and so forth. You see, this is what Nabi alayhi salatu salam warned us about 1400 years ago. This I'm speaking now generally. If you go to 80% of the masajid in South Africa, Africa, in the world, why are people officials? Why are they trustees? Nothing to do with deen. They're just there because they are somebody rich, somebody famous, incompetent people. <laughs> That's the truth. I didn't say it today first time. I said it a hundred times. If you look at the criteria to become a trustee, then a masjid, you must remember, Quran gave this criteria. Innama ya'muru masajid Allah. So remember that all Allah states only innama for hasar and qasar, that only those people can become the maintainers, custodians of the masajid of Allah. Man amana billahi wal Their belief structure must be right. You can't have Shias and Qadianis and Aga Khanis and all of them. Some places they got like that in the world. They must be reading five times daily Salat. How many trustees are reading five times Salat? How many officials are reading five times Salat? You work it out yourself. And they pay Zakat. So you must remember that they fear none but Allah. So I told him, he didn't like it. I told him, I'm going on the radio, and I'll announce it, what happened. He said, no, we will just reschedule it. I say, I don't work like this. Mm. You must remember that we got principles, and what you're doing is unethical, un-Islamic, and is a sign of incompetence. So that is what Quran teaches us, chapter 9 and verse number 18. So anyway, I will not be there this week, inshallah. I'll be here at the Sufi Masjid in Indonesia. So mashallah, we always keep 
keep one masjid pay for us, you know, understood? <laughs> so that is there, you must remember this. So inshallah, I'll be there. Allah, Allah, forgive them. They say they made a mistake. If it really is a mistake, Allah, forgive them. Allah, forgive us. We all can make mistakes. But if it is their politics, then Allah give them a diet. Amin, 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 thumma amin. Somebody says uh, Saudi Arabia has created a virtual 3D software to visit the Prophet's mosque for three days. Scroll at your finger, etc., etc. Ustad, how true is that? You must remember Saudi Arabia is destroying Islam. <laughs> Today, Saudi Arabia, MBS is Murtad bin Shaitan. And you, the listener, can tell him or his chamchas and his spies and whoever else. This is our fatwa regarding him. He's a Murtad bin Shaitan, MBS. <laughs> we must be clear on this issue. I give you the latest examples. Hadith Sahih, authentic hadith in Bukhari Sharif and Muslim Sharif. Jabal Uhudin yuhibbuna wa nuhibbuhu. That remember the Jabal Uhud, the mountain of Uhud. It loves us and we love it. That is what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. Authentic, 100% hadith. In Mustafa Ahmad, it comes, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam going there. In that direction, saw and noticed that this is Jabal Uhud. What did the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say? Say Allahu Akbar and say Jabalu Uhudin Yuhibbuna wa Nuhibbu. Now they want to detonate and bomb. Imagine one portion of it, and that is a proposed now. I sent it out last week or so that what their proposal is they want to now build like a, like a medical center there, they want to put like a university or something like that there, and so forth. In Jeddah you go, you will find bikini beaches there. You go Jeddah Riyadh, you will find all these big, big rave shows. In Saudi Arabia, the adhan must be lowered. Remember the voice and the volume, the decibels as they call it. And for music, it is 100% maximum volume. You call these people Muslim. So you must remember that he's just waiting for his father to die. Yen mansa dwart is mansa bruat. So you must remember that we must be very clear on this issue here. That is 100% murtad. And we got nothing to do with him. And it's a disgrace. I give you another example. You see, the tragedy is the Ummah today, 80% don't even understand basic Arabic. Every Friday I translate the khutbah for past 20 years with Allah's help. They're not even allowed now, no Imam is allowed to even make dua for Masjid Al-Aqsa. They're not even allowed to take the name Yahud. You can't say, Allahumma alayka bil Yahudi zalimin al-muhtallin. Why? Because MBS says, no, we must keep good ties with the Israeli. You call Muslim this. Well, our fatwa is 100% murtad. Woman shakka fi kufri fawa murtadun. And who got doubt in his kufr, he's also out of the fall of Islam. <laughs> Listen to this one, Ustad. Uh, it says here, uh, let me go to the question. It says here, give me, there's an anonymous, it says, uh, give me two reasons which is authentic that you saying MBS is a murtad. I told my wife, if she ever says that MBS is murtad, then one talak is issued. So she tells me, I might, I might see my iman and I might be out of the fall of Islam. Ustad. Of course, as you're out of the fall of Islam, the man who destroys Sali, Sali bin, uh, uh, Sali bin Ali Talib says, he built cinema in Medina Munawwara. Any person harms Nabi Alayhi is Muslim. Hmm. You know, it's Muslim that he built Sanama right in Medina. Sheikh Sali Ali Talib, he said that don't go to the Sanama. He locked him up for 10 years. Is Muslim this Allah. for you? You must be a jahil man, ignorant person you are. 100% murtad he is. So your wife, you must never accept what your husband is saying. He's a bootlicker of the Saudis. Hmm. Allahu Akbar. Somebody says, Ustaz, can a Muslim woman ever have success and contentment if she leaves her husband's home to pursue her career and earn her own money, Ustad. It's all a haram. But we must remember that what success is that? Success is to Allah Ta'ala gave millions and billions to the Fir'aun, to the Pharaoh. Allah Ta'ala made, you must remember, Qarun, multi-millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire. Quran speaks of all this. And they all dispatched to, Quran, to Jahannam and the hellfire. 
So you want success. Every day go to work, make thousands, does this and all. Is that success? It's haram. When a woman emerges from a home, whether it's Muslim lady, non-Muslim lady, nowadays 80% the way they will push themselves up. So you must remember that, that they will go and say that no, we have to be presentable and dressed to impress, as they say nowadays, she's an adulteress. And you speaking about success? This is authentic hadith, remember, intermediate sharia every moment you go outside and without your husband's permission and to pursue your career so that is haram and the income is haram also hmm. Ustaz, the previous question regarding MBS will the talaka will the talaki be the talaki that be kind of issues all these kind issues people send as they go to your local ulama go to your local jamiyats both parties must be present there so remember that whenever these kind things take place we get 101 questions so then we must know exact wording, what it was, this, that go to your local ulama and jamiyats. Hmm. Somebody says, do we have to give our wives spending money, Muftisab, according to the inflation rate, Ustad? Remember, you must give us something. If you are a good husband, Quran Karim says, Surah 4, verse 19, bil ma'roof, And Allah Ta'ala is commanding the husbands that you must be the one that would treat your wife with love and respect and justice. And obviously, she does so many portfolios. She's your wife. She's your secretary. She's your treasurer. She's cooking for you. She's looking after you when you are ill and sick and so forth. So, it's a moral obligation that now and then, without the wife asking, the husband give her, oh honey, take the money. So, whether it's cash or whether it's a gift, a bag or a shoe or a dress or whatever, something you know she likes or something like that. Why? Anything you want to know about Islam, then you will understand it, provided you don't have jaundice eyes. People, Muslims today, they got too many jaundice, leave non-Muslim. Muslim got too many jaundice eyes. So you must remember this. So what is the jaundice eyes? That you show them a red apple and you ask them what color, they tell you yellow. But remember, he got yellow jaundice. So, so, so that is the jaundice eyes we call. So you must remember this. So Islam says you must look after your wife. You know how I explain to people that you got, you must remember your own daughters, right? How you want your son-in-law or sons-in-law to treat your daughters, you must treat your wife better than your son or sons-in-law treat your daughter. Then you are a good husband. And Habibuna Sallallahu Hadith is that Khairukum Khairukum Lealikum. The best of you are the best of you. You must remember that for your family, your wives and your children. And I, Mustafa Sallallahu am the best to my wives and my children. So we need to be very clear on this issue here. Next one, Hadith authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. So how much must you spend? That depends. There's nothing to do with inflation. Inflation is another record of capitalism. You know, <laughs> Muslims today are herd mentality. You must remember, yesterday I did tafsir here in Jami Masjid, so I told them, they told you that you must take vaccine. So Muslim, they said, yeah, give me one vaccine here on my arm, and then a faiza, faiza. And other one, give me on this one here, on my left arm, and Johnson, Johnson. And I said in Israel, they told them, bend down. They'll give them a booster. So I told them, you jutlas, I'll give you a rooster. You understood? So all shaitaniyat, all these things here. We must think what Quran teaches us. Sunnah, not what these shaitans teach. There's no such thing as inflation in Islam. You must remember, this is the result of capitalism and manipulation. So that is, you must give according to your means so ma'roof is the word Quran uses I see uh, the sister says here Muftisab my husband also he works for the government and uh, he said to my daughter and to the son-in-law to take the vaccine and now they're both very sick Muftisab what must they do Ustad? When we told you what these people did they closed the masjid what you talking about they went to court to close the masjid <laughs> 
That's why we say we can't even read Salat behind them. So you must remember this time. They were not prepared to apologize also. So you must remember he's just bootlicking. So therefore you must be always careful who you follow. Habibuna said you will find a imma imudillin. So one chap said the masjid is a super spreader of the virus. It's kufr dead straight away. So you're making the masjid the worst place. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The best place on the earth is the masjid. And the worst place in the, in the world, remember, is the markets and mall. They tell you don't go masjid, but they go to their surgery. They go tell you don't go there, but they go to the mall and bazaar. How you reconcile that? Don't go masjid. But go mall and bazaar. So you must remember these things. So all this is the shaitaniya, the jali system. They're going to come with new one again today. So they will tell you Omnicron and us and that. Already the agents advertising for Hajj. If you want to go for Hajj, you must take this vaccine, that vaccine. And people ask if I'm going for Hajj. And that. Why we must go for Hajj? We perform Hajj, alhamdulillah. And the last Hajj we performed 2019, two hours it was raining. So alhamdulillah, we rally and cherish that so what we're going to go bootlicking there and for this Murtad bin Shaitan and them so we don't do these things here remember listen to this one Ustad uh, can I have the podcast of the Iranian brother Istikara well his name is not Istikara I think it was Aftab because people at my workplace are saying how can Mufti and Mulan Arafat humiliate the brother huh? Ustad we humiliated the brother. The brother asked the question. You want it? We sent it out to thousand people. Send us your number. Mona Arafat will send it to you. You take a note there. So make a note of it. The brother asked the question. You see, that's the problem with you all. You just hear, 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 and then jump. You must remember that. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kafa bil mar'i kadiba ayyu haditha bikulli ma'asamiya. Hadith Sahih, that is sufficient for a person to be called the liar. Anything you hear, you just speak without verifying it. That brother, after I gave him the answer, he said, Shukran, Ya Sayyidi. Mm. If you even know what is the basics, he's telling me, I thank you, my master. That is, if, if I humiliated him, did he ever say, yes. would he say, what, where's the brains of people? Common sense is no more common, you know. So the question was posed by the Iranian brother. He said that, do you know or are you aware in Iran, Christianity is spreading more than Islam? I said, it's nothing surprising. You got the Shias there and majority of them. In I've been to Iran. I told him I was there for 12, 13 days in 2013 and which places I visited. I don't want to go into details. You listen on the podcast. And thereafter, I told him, do you know who murdered Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anh? The Kuffar Shias murdered him. And this is written in their book itself. And then Sayyidina Hussein said, He cursed the Shias. This is written in the Shia book, Al-Irshad, by Sheikh Mufid. And then in the ending of his dua, he said, The rulers must never be happy with the people, people not happy with the rulers. You can see, Iran, what's happening now. Total mix-up for past time, 10 works, weeks, and so forth. So remember the people cursing Khamenei and so forth. So that is the bad-du'a of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu Sayyidina Hussein's son, remember Imam Zainul Abidin cursed them and said, فَلَسْتُمْ مِنْ أُمَّتِي Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa will say, you're not Muslim. His daughter, Sayyidina Hussein, Sayyidina Zainul Abidin, is the son of Sayyidina Hussein. Sayyidina Hussein's daughter, Fatima Sughra, said that you... Allah Ta'ala decimate, destroy you. You know what they said? All this in the Shia kitabs. There I gave the references and all that. Ihtijaj by Tabrasi. They admitted and confessed to the crime. They murdered Sayyidina Ali and they murdered Sayyidina Hussein. So all these things. Then I addressed the question. I said, it's nothing surprising. The Christians will come in their thousands. They will use them and give them money and everything. You know in Iran, prostitution is legal. Khomeini writes La in Tawdihul Masahil, the book I have, you can make muta prostitution for one hour. So remember, that is there. So they 
will use them and all that. So that is what. So he was so impressed and he said, Shukran Ya Sayyidi. Mm. They said, Thank you, my master. So get the right story, <laughs> brother. Must be some Shia sympathizer told you the story. I see, Basa is there. They just want to make your name bad. You and Mulan Arafat will start. Nubahul Kilab La Yadurru Sahab. The barking of the dogs don't harm the clouds. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> Somebody says, Mufti Sahib, difficult balancing motherhood and being a housewife. I can't take it anymore. Ustad. Why? Why you can't take it anymore? My mother-in-law, she gave birth to 11 children, 10 sons sure. and one daughter. How they used to manage? Today, you're, and everything was done manually. When I grow up, I give you one story. Therefore, mm-hmm. even now, when I take my mother's name, sometimes I cry. Allah. When I used to wake up 3 o'clock in the morning, Right? Because 4 o'clock I had to be in Madrasa to give my sabak to my ustad Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia in Heidelberg. So 4 quarter past 4 we had to be there ready everything. For the own hands she used to bring the made wood, put the coila, the coal, everything in that you know old stove, no electric stove business. I'm speaking of 68, 69. So remember I used to see all this while learning my sabak and everything and so. So how you can forget all this? They never had washing machines. They mm-hmm. never had microwave. Mm-hmm. They never had all these gadgets you got today. Everything made so easy. And you still say you are tired and retired? How can that be? <laughs> it shows it's a weakness of our iman. It shows that we have lost that sense, you must remember, of responsibility. That we are so indoctrinated by the Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood and shaitanhood and dajjalhood that's what has happened to the Muslim society today therefore you see our divorces are spiraling out of control otherwise our mothers what they, my own mother couldn't write a name so when we to go overseas I took her for Umrah Hajj so then she said come I said and I say, Ma, every signature of yours will be different they'll make panchat they'll all that just put your thumb there finish and all that so you hmm. put the thumb finish is so like that so but see Iman the head, you see? So that is how they were. So we must remember these type of things there, yeah, that today we are shirking our responsibilities. That's the problem. Mm. Last question. Somebody says, uh, I have lupus, Ustad. My husband takes care of me, but is it okay for him to take me to toilet, Ustad? Remember, between husband and wife, there's no parda, no hijab. If there's no maid, there's no one to help you, and then as a last resort, that he takes you totally permissible, there's no problem with that. You should read two rakats, salat, shukr, that you got a, such a wonderful, sharing, caring husband. You must remember this. So that is what we need to understand, that when sickness comes from Allah, if the husband is sick, the wife takes care. The wife is sick like this, so then he's taking care. No, most of the time, we know, because, I mean, we get all these questions. If the wife is very, very sick, most husbands, I don't say all, most husbands remember that what they said, that you must remember that they say, no, I'll take a second wife and all that. They forgot <laughs> all the sacrifice the wife made for them. They left their uh, home, the way they were born, they left their parents, left Mm. their siblings, all that to spend the remainder of their life with you. But now she falls sick. You say, no, I'll take second wife. So you see, sometimes we also don't think about these issues here. Okay, that brings us to the end. So 12 o'clock news, inshallah, with Brother Suleiman Esop. Then 12 to 1 is Jesus God. This is a debate now. Sheikh Ahmad Didat, rahimahullah, and versus Dr. Anisha Rosh. He is, you must remember, a Christian scholar or what have you. So obviously Ahmad Didat defeated him. 1 o'clock will be Adhan and 1.05 to 1.30 Surah Fajr. Chapter 89, verses 10 to 14, and 132 to 2, Surah Waqiyah from the archive, 75 to 96. 2 to 3, current affairs with Brother Yusuf Ali. 3 to 3.40 will be the repeat of this morning's Q&A. And 3.40 to 4, anybody wants to listen to what we discussed this morning, there's a repeat also. So, mashallah, between 3 and 3.40, zikr and dua. 4 to 5 will be, remember a lesson from the Mishkat Sharif by Mufti Ahmad Khanpur. 
Buhuri. Then five to seven, Mona Khalid Yaqub. Seven to seven thirty, the repeat of Surah Fajr. And then remember, this will be seven thirty-five to eight will be the Muhammad Dawood Sidat, and eight to ten will be Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan was Sheikh Shu'aib and Muhammad Salim Karim. Barakallahu fi. Oh yeah, and eight to nine will be Doctor Farooq Afiji. I think I missed that. That will be the medical file with Doctor Farooq Afiji. Barakallahu fi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And four to six uh, tomorrow morning, as Safina to Ilal Jannah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.